Spin me right round, baby, right round. Like, like a, a record, record, baby. I didn't know you were recording. Yep. Was the red light on? No, it's not. No. Nothing fucking working. Hello, everyone. It sounds loud. And it does. And welcome to okay another episode like of Literally Literary yeah. Plastic. With us, as always, Mr. Shafal. I am Joey Bonnier, and here he is. He really thinks he can. Sean O'Brien. All Ooh. of your rhymes are and. I know. It's it's kind of cheating, but. it's it, Well, it's not so much that it's kind of cheating. It's that every single time it's that. I like it. No, okay. that's how I pronounce it. Sean O'Brien? Brian. Brian. Yeah. How do you say it again? Joey? It's like Sean O'Brien. Brian. I, I say it with like an E. I like Brienne. Like Brienne of Tarth. No. With a bra. Say it again real quick. Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien. Yeah, I'm not hearing an N. He's got a Brian. Brian. Sean O'Brien. It's not the same. Mary, Mary, and Mary. Those are three of the same word. Go fuck yourself. Mary, Mary, and Mary. How are we doing, boys? What do we do for food? This was a, this was like a kafafel kafefe over here going on. Slightly. What? A lot of food. Oh, yeah, we couldn't figure food. out the the hours. Yeah. I have some coffee going. I'm th- it's late. It's late on a Thursday night, I guess it is. Sure. Yeah. It's almost Friday. Friday. I know. This episode, however, I think- Got to get down on Friday. But believe it or not, I was going to ask before we started this episode when, ironically, I was thinking every single time we we debate when this episode will come out on the episode and mm. you yell at me. So I was going to try to do it before we started recording. Ah. Now we're recording again. So- Success. I guess we have Successors? it part two mm-hmm. is going to be first or maybe second. And then we have whatever the Alice in Wonderland thing. There's some, ep- yeah. there's another horror episode. I rem- I distinctly remember me throwing disgustedly a horror book to the side. Mm. That might, that That's sounds like the, the Alice in Wonderland episode. Oh yeah. That might be why we ended up on like reading a chapter. Right. So if that is the case, we have two horror episodes in the bag. Crab um, people isn't a horror episode. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't think we have three. I think it's unlikely we have three. If we do, then fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. But that means that we this episode will be coming out two days before Halloween, which will be our official Halloween episode. All Hallows Eve? So this is our official All Hallows Eve episode. Okay. I think we just ought to embrace this. Sure. If one of the older ones come out before, Ooh, we should just mark this down. Trick or treat. Oh, that's not scary. I think you were looking for uh, this one. I guess that is the uh, the spookiest one we have. We're very scared. Sean, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? I'm going to be Sean Fa. <laughs> That's terrifying, <laughs> sir. Joey, what are you going to be? I'm going to be Sean Fa. <laughs> that equally is terrifying. also terrifying. That is equally terrifying. Yeah. Um, I am going to be, I think, negative press cafefe. Mm. And Kelly is going to be fake news. So you're actually doing things? Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you guys just going to dress up and sit on the couch? Like, I don't yeah. Okay. <laughs> he can't fathom the idea <laughs> yeah. of going out you're, somewhere. You're leaving your house. <laughs> uh, I think the, sat- the Saturday before we're going go to go to one of it. a couple parties. I'm not sure which one. Mm. Um, and then on the actual holiday, um, I live in. in what day is the holiday on? I think it's like a Monday or Tuesday. Mm. I think That's I was a just a day for a holiday. Agreed, it yeah. is. Yeah, but I live with I live literally live like at Carnival. So like the big the big like parade that they always do. They always do like the Gay Pride March and Carnival, the like big Hollywood mm. uh, or the the, the Halloween parade. You never been to this? No. We should go. It's so crazy. I it's overwatch. Cra- oh, I don't see a light bleep, so I don't. Oh, you're gonna have to put so a finger much. up. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put a finger up somewhere. My ass. Yeah. Chris. Is it recording already? Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, Halloween. <laughs> Sorry. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. The 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 uh, uh, spooky ghouls. The spooky ghouls yeah. stopped us the, from the gremlins and the machines that have been plaguing us. us all night. Yeah. Um, I am going to be negative. Prescott Fefe. Kelly's going to be fake news. Hollow. Uh, the the Halloween carnival is right down the street. We should go. It'll be fun. Meh. Um, down the street from you. I yeah. That's what we're going to do. That's yeah. what we're going to do. So we anyway. live in the valley where yeah. it's you know away from all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. We don't have people or things yeah. up here. Anyway, I have books. <laughs> I have books. Um, so here are our Halloween books for this this year. Our 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 our. No. Ow, they all fell. Jesus. Oh my Christ. God, it's quite a pile. Don't put all your Platt's, books in one basket. The Bell Jar, which isn't really a horror book, but I guess it was just scary. I have Beowulf by Seamus. Well, it's by anonymous, but this translation was by Seamus Haney. I have a uh, sharp tooth. Oh, my God. oh no, a poetry. Thing by Tony Barlow. Boo. I have two poems, uh, or two versions of the same po- uh, German poems, Sonus to Orpheus. None of these are horror, by the way. I just fucked up. Great. Shut up. I have two versions of Stephen King's The Stand, um, and there was more. I have Poe. Stand in the place where you live? At least Poe is kind of Halloween-y. Yeah. No, I have more horror stuff. Shut up. Oh, my God. Jesus. I have uh, Edgar Allan Poe, the Hall of the, you know, a bunch of shit by Poe. Um, I have Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. I have mm. Dracula. Yeah. Oh, you're in my collection. I have Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson. Mm. I have The Invisible Man by H.G. Wells. I have Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. And finally, I have uh, Dubliners by James Joyce. Mm. And there's a story in here called Clay. That's a that's a whole, that's a oh, no. that's set on Halloween. Nobody, he went into Joyce voice. Nobody cares. I know, but that's okay. Nobody cares. Well, you know who do care? Cares. You know who cares? The people Nobody who listen cares. to li- Nobody cares. Hey, Shafa. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Shafa, what is the likelihood? Nobody cares. <laughs> what is Nobody the- cares. What is the li- Nobody cares. 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 Nobody cares. <laughs> Shafa, what is the likelihood that you would listen to a show called Literally Literary? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> it's something refreshing about a man on a podcast that he despises. I, I mean, there's something wonderful. That's why he's here. <laughs> wonderful. That's why then you should listen to uh, Wild Wild West World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess in, on that note, remember to follow us on Politicking on the Twitters there. You can also follow yeah. Joe at, uh, at Joseph Bonnier at dot org dot edu. And you can follow Sean at text before calling. Uh, uh, you can also follow Eric Wheeler. But no, don't. No. Uh, he hosts a podcast called Text Before Calling. Co-host. Um, Co-host, no, pardon he me, sir. It. I'm just kind of there. On forecast.com, where you can also find shows like Paul Tinkering, mm. um, Wild Wild West World, and uh, Going Down on South Park. How do I have a network full of shows that I don't host any? What do you mean? You co-host them all. You almost hosted Politinkering, <laughs> but then you were like, I don't want to do this. I just want to rant. Somebody else structure it. Yeah. I'll rant when uh, it's appropriate. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm not really the host of any of the shows. Not really. It's fair to yeah. say. No. <laughs> Paul Tinkering, you're, you, you could be if you yeah, want to Yeah, you're one-third. If I, you want to be the host of Paul Tinkering, you're more Yeah, I, I, I am welcome to take over any of the shows, I'm sure, but it is- Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. The things you've stated are correct. <laughs> um, anyway, I have books. What do you guys think? Do you guys like any of these that I'm showing? I, I, it occurs to me now that they're not good. Oh, oh no, I do have That's more. That's great. Um, I have uh, Don DeLillo's White Noise, which is a creepy, scary book, but not really like a horror book. But I do have a horror book called uh, One Flew Over the Cougars, and that's by Ken Kesey. Mm. Um, I think that's more like it said. Which, I think uh, you're forgetting one, though. I also have um, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. 
Man, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Thank you. I should have done um, like the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Like there are like F. Scott Fitzgerald does have like horror stuff. There's other books. He's got more than one. I feel like there's a really scary one in Flappers and Philosophers, hmm. which is a, a compilation of short stories that he did. But I could be wrong. Anyway, hmm. what do you guys think? You get like you like any of these? Horror- yes, yeah. I do. What do you like? Heart of Darkness. Hmm. I can do that. I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. What do you want to do, O'Brien? What do you think you want I wanted to do, do Clay on, on Dubliners. Dubliners. Oh, right. good God. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, I'll, no, fucking, no, I'll just read uh, yeah, all it's, Dubliners. It's, yeah, it's fine. It is, I don't mind. It, I, it is something we will endure yeah. at some point, yeah, I am I'm sure. Just, I'm just going to bring like fucking Ulysses next time, and that's it. Again. You guys will be fucked. Yeah. The sword of Damocles, Ulysses. Damn it. I was going to try The sword of Damocles. It didn't work. Um, Democles. Right yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like the same. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Heart of Darkness for Halloween. I don't this know, racist man. piece of shit. Is that what it is? I just thought it was it's like uh, fucking racist. Francis Ford Coppola running through the jungle. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Unabridged. Oh, mm. unabridged. Dover Thrift it's Pretty edition. small for an unabridged. Oh, I know. That's why we talked about this. The yeah. Dover Thrift Edition. Jeez. Have you guys ever read Heart of Darkness? No. Yes. I saw the movie. Joey, do you like it? I. Didn't read it the entire thing in school. I read it for you school. You just said you read it. No, nah, I mean, I school, I, I school read it, which uh, means I read like half and then skimmed the rest. Yeah. What's the last line? For me, school read means I didn't read anything. <laughs> the horror. The horror? The horror. No. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's just fucking Marlon Brando fucking <laughs> going not. off drunk for fucking three It is not. Drunk on power. It's, it's almost, it's, it is, I, I think more or less the last line spoken. I think maybe, maybe not though. Um, mm. I'm not too sure, but. Jeremy spoke. I don't think so. Jeremy did speak in class today, as mm. far as I know. But no, as I remember it not being the final thing, and I'm being like, ugh. Anyway, Chris. because the book wasn't the same as the movie. The movie's awesome. Mm. I love. Oh, that was a that hit me. Sorry, that was an applejack mm. uh, in the back of the throat. What wow. else is in that applejack? That looks creamy. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's milky. There's oh, some other stuff. What'd you, from, what'd you do? It was the remnants of like an old drink from before oh. during Paul Tingering. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Wow. Just uh, some sloppy shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah uh, it's just, you know, it's just a normal, it's like a, it's like jungle juice, the shit that I, I yeah. It's I, like the, it's it, like basically every drink I have is like the, the, the dare of the end of a frat night hmm. is, is the, is the like tail end of a drink that I'll be having at any given point in the show. I will give you some points for your creativity. You do try to surprise yourself every time. Do something new. That's more or less my life. That's <laughs> how I go about every day. That's how every day I go about it. It's a good way of going about it. No, I, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. It was a big black heart. Uh, anyway. Black people live in Africa and I'm afraid of them. The end. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Let's read something else. <laughs> if you're going to be a bitch about it. Yeah. The Nelly. A cruising yawl in the wind. swung her anchor without a flutter of the sails and was at rest. The flood had made. The wind was nearly calm. <laughs> and being bound down the river, the only thing for it was to come to and wait for the turn of the tide. The sea reach of the Thames stretched before us like the beginning of an interminable waterway. In the offing, the sea and the sky were welded together without a joint, and in the luminous space, the tan sails of the barges drift up with the tide seemed to st- uh, with the tide seemed to stand still in the red clusters of canvas sharped peakly. 
with gleams of varnished spirits. He's just stop for a second. I already think it's kind of racist. Isn't that crazy? No, just because he started the book by saying this book is about it's, racism. Kinda, but it is in that context. A haze rested on the low shores that ran out to the sea in vanishing flatness. The air was dark above Gravesend, and farther back still seemed condensed into a mournful gloom, brooding motionless over the biggest and the greatest town on earth. The director of companies was our captain and our host. Francis Ford Coppola. We four affectionately watched his back as he stood in the bows, looking to seaward. On the whole river, there was nothing that looked half so nautical. He resembled a pilot, which to a seaman is trustworthiness <laughs> personified. He's a seaman. It was difficult to realize his work was not out there in the luminous uh, estuary, but behind him, within the brooding gloom. Between us there was, as I have already said somewhere, the bond of the sea. Besides holding our hearts together through long periods of separation, it had the effect of making us tolerant of each other's yarns and even convictions. The lawyer the best of old fellows, had, because of his many years and many virtues, the only cushion on deck, and was lying in the only rug. The accountant had brought out already a box of dominoes, and was toying architecturally with the bones. Marlowe sat cross-legged right aft, leaning against the mizzenmast. He had sunken cheeks, a yellow complexion, a straight back, an ascetic aspect, and, with his arms dropped, the palms of hands outward resembled an idol. The director, satisfied the anchor had good hold, <clears throat> made his way aft and sat down amongst us. We exchanged a few words lazily. Afterwards, there was silence on board the yacht. For some reason or other, we did not begin that game of dominoes. We felt meditative and fit for nothing but placid staring. The day was ending in a serenity of still and exquisite brilliance. The water shone passively. The sky, without a speck, was a benign immensity of unsustained light. The very mist on the Essex marshes was like a gauzy and radiant fabric, hung from the wooden rises inland, and draping the low shores of diaphanous folds. Only the gloom to the west, brooding over the upper reaches, became more somber every minute, as if angered by the approach of the sun. And at last, in its curved and Imperceptible fall, the sun sank low, and from glowing white changed to a dull red, without rays and without heat, as if to go out suddenly, stricken to death by the touch of that gloom brooding over the crowd of men. Forthwith, change came over the waters. And henceforth? And the serenity became less brilliant, but more serenity profound. Now. The old river in its broad reach rested unruffled on the decline of day after ages of good service done to the race that peopled its bank. Spread out in the tranquil dignity of the waterway leading to the uttermost ends of the earth. We looked at the venerable stream, not in the vivid flush of a short day that comes and departs forever, but in the august light of abiding memories. And indeed, nothing is easier for a man who has, as the phrase goes, as the phrase goes, followed the sea with reverence and affection than to evoke the great spirit of the past upon the lower reaches of the Thames. The tidal current runs to and fro in its unceasing service, crowded with memories of men and ships it, has bo it had borne to the rest of home or to the battles of the sea. It had known and served all the men of whom the nation is proud, from Sir Francis Drake to Sir John Franklin, knights all, titled and untitled, the great knights errant of the sea. 
Can I be titled tonight? It had borne all the ships whose names are like jewels flashing in the night of time, like the golden hind, returning with her round flanks full of treasure, to be visited by the queen's highness, and thus pass out to the gigantic tale, to the Erebus and terror bound on other conquests. And that never, and that never returned, sorry, and that never returned. It had known the ships and the men. They had sailed from Deptford, from Greenwich, from Erith, the adventurers and the settlers, knights, ships, and the ships of men on change captains and admirals of uh, the dark interlopers of the Eastern Tide and the commissioned generals of East India fleets. Hunters for gold or pursuers of fame, they all had gone out on that stream, bearing the sword and often the torch, uh, messengers of the might within the land, bearers of a spark from the sacred fire. What greatness had not floated on the ebb of that river into the mystery of the unknown earth? The dreams of men, the seed of commonwealths, the germs of empires. The sun set, the dusk fell on the stream, and lights began to appear along the shore. The Chapman Lighthouse, a three-legged thing erect on a mudflat, shone strongly. Lights of ship moved in the fairway, a great stir of lights going up and going down. And farther west, on the upper reaches, the place of the monstrous town was still marked ominously on the sky, a brooding gloom and sunshine, a lurid glare under the stars. This also said Marlowe suddenly, had been one of the dark places of the earth. He was the only man of who still followed the sea. The worst that could be said of him was that he did not represent his class. He was a seaman, but <laughs> he was he a wanderer too. While most seamen lead, if one may so, so express it, a sedentary life, their minds are of the stay-at-home order, and their home is always with them, the ship, and so is their country, the sea. One ship is very much like another. His life, his love, and his lady. And the sea is always the same. In the immutability of their surroundings, the foreign shores, the foreign faces, the changing immensity of life glide past, veiled, not by a sense of mystery, but by a slightly disdainful ignorance. For there is nothing mysterious to a seaman, unless (laughs) it be the sea itself, (laughs) which is the mistress of his existence, and as inscrutable as destiny. For the rest... After his hours of work, a casual stroll or a casual spree on shores suffices to unfold for him the secret of a whole continent, and generally he finds the secret not worth knowing. The yarns of cum have a direct simplicity, the whole meaning of which lies within the shell of a cracked nut. (laughs) But Marlowe is not typically, if his propensity to spin yarns be expected, and to him the meaning of an episode was not inside like a kernel, but outside. Enveloping the tale, which brought it only as a glow, brings out a haze Gross. in the likeness of one of these misty halos that sometimes are made Who's visible Joseph by Conrad? a spectral illumination of moonshine. <laughs> Who is Joseph Conrad? Yeah, what else has he done? Uh, why is my brain stopping? Um, I want to say Lord Jim. That doesn't do anything for me. There's a, another book about cum. Mm. Aren't all books about cum? It was a seaman. And like where to put it? Was, was he seaman. just like, a, he was in the Navy or something? I don't know. I'm looking it up. but <laughs> I don't remember. I'm pretty sure this is more or less like, you know, it, this is his travels to Africa. Yeah, he seems to be obsessed with boats. Well, that's how you get to Africa. It's true. I, I, I think it was 19th century. 
like 1800s. Mm. Um, so colonial British, you know, yeah, bunch of bunch of bunch of cum. Rich dudes either, you know, fuck around with electricity or you go on a boat. More or less. Yeah. More or less. Um, yeah, I don't know much about Joseph Conrad. I guess mm. I, there might be a thing. Um, oh, here we go. Although Polish by birth, Joseph Conrad, 1857 <laughs> <the> <laughs> to 1924, is regarded as one of the greatest writers in English. And Heart of Darkness, first published in 1902, is uh, is is considered by many his most famous, finest, and most is that Spanish enigmatic one? story. Yes. That's really funny, by the way. 1899? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When did it end? I think like 1902 or something. Okay, I, yeah. I, I love that, though. Heart of Darkness is considered by many his most famous. Because <laughs> it's the only one anyone can name? Well, yeah, I mean, it's the point. It's like, mm. in other words, if, if, if you know, 90% like, of people said yeah. Heart of Darkness, then of course, like most people said Heart of Darkness. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Like Steve Jobs' most famous company is Apple? Right, exactly. Um, the tale concerns the journey of the narrator, Marlowe, up the Congo River on narrator. behalf of a Belgian trading company. Far upriver, he like encounters the, the mysterious Kurtz, an ivory trader who exercises an almost godlike sway over the inhabitants of the region. Both repelled and fascinated by the man, Marlowe is brought face to face with the corruption and despair that Conrad saw at the heart of human existence. In its combination of narrative and symbolic power, masterly character study, and acute Psychological penetration. Heart of Darkness ranks as the landmark of modern fiction. I've been adorably psychologically penetrated. It is a book no serious student of literature can afford to miss. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Spanish-American War was 1898, less than 10 weeks. 10 weeks, huh? Sure. That's a good war right there. That's exactly what Teddy Roosevelt said. He called it a splendid little war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rough ride is. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> nope, I'm the one that edits. <laughs> oh, and this also, said Marlowe suddenly, has been one of the dark places of Earth, of the Earth. His remark did not seem at all surprising. It was just like Marlowe. It was accepted in silence. A notice? No one took the trouble to grunt, even, and presently he said, very slow, I was thinking of very old times. That wasn't very slow. When the Romans came here. 1900 years ago, the other day, light came out of this river since. The learned men. You say nights? Yes, but it is like a running blaze on a plane, like a flash of lightning in the, cr- in the clouds. In the wind. We live in the flicker. May it last as long as the old earth keeps rolling. But darkness. Big will keep on turning? Darkness was here yesterday. Imagine the feelings of a commander of a fine, what do you call him, Tirame in the Mediterranean, ordered suddenly to the north, run over land across the Gauls in a hurry, put in charge of one of these craft, the legionnaires, I wonder if a lot of handy men must have been too, used to build, apparently by the hundred in a month or two, if we may believe what we read. Unfortunately, now only famous for the disease. Imagine him here, the very end of the world. A sea the color of lead, a sky the color of smoke, a kind of ship about as rigid as a a concertina, and going up this river with stores, or orders, or what you like, sandbanks, marshes, forests, savages, precious, little to eat fit for a civilized man, nothing but Thames water to drink, no 
Fuller, Fullerin, fu- sorry. Fullernits? Fullernian. Fullernian. Fullernian wine here? Yeah, Fullernian wine here. No going ashore. Here and there, a military camp lost in the wilderness. Like a needle and a bundle of hay. Cold, fog, tempests, disease, exile, and death. Death soaking in the air and the water in the brush. They must have been dying like flies here. Oh, yes, he did it. Did it very well, too, no doubt. And without thinking much about it, either. Except afterwards, to brag what he had done through, though in his time, perhaps. There were men enough to face the darkness. And perhaps he was cheered by keeping his eye and a chance of promotion to the fleet at Ravenna, by and by. If he had good friends in Rome and survived the awful climate, or to think of a decent young citizen in a toga, perhaps too much dice, oh, you know, oh, coming out here in the train of some perfect or tax gatherer, perfect prefect, or tax gatherer, or some traitor even, to mend his fortunes, land in a swamp, march through the woods, and in some inland post the savor, post feel the savagery, the utter savagery, closed round him. All oh, that mysterious life of the wilderness that stirs in the forest, in the jungles, in the hearts of wild men. There's no initiation either into such mysteries. He has to live in the midst of the incomprehensible, which is also detestable. And it has a fascination, too, that goes to work upon him. The fascination of the abomination. You know. Of the saturation of the mess. Imagine the growing regrets, the longing to escape, the powerless disgust, the surrender, the hate. He paused. <laughs> then, he, then he just keeps going. Serenity now. This can't be the Halloween episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Literally Literary. This officially was not the Halloween episode. Okay. We come out at like Christmas. Heart of darkness. I, I, this I, is can Halloween. we talk about it for a quick second before Halloween. we eat? Yeah, because I'm fine. curious. Is it? Do you think it's it's racist? And I am. He said she started the book by saying I know, it's I do, racist. I do think it is too. But I just think I guess the question is like, is it important to still study it in schools? Because I'd read in school. If you you have to view it through that context, right? If you absolutely. If, yeah, if you're not, it's, I think it's definitely important to study racism. Like, yeah, for we sure. should not be getting I don't rid know of books if I, because they are racist. I don't know if we, we talked should, about it like that when I was in school. I'm a little scared. Oh, we it's said, not that it's that. It's not that it's fully racist. It's just that it looks at you know um, the natives of of this particular land as savages. Africa. Yeah, I mean, even though I didn't actually read it, Huck Finn was kind of used as as like a way to kind of start broaching those topics when I was in school. So I, th- I think it is just important to do. What's so funny about Huck Finn, by the way, I, and we did this in the Huck Finn episode, actually. And well, now they have the censored version. But that's yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I understand the power of every word. Yeah. It's just that there is- Sticks and stones, bro. You, you have to take into account- um, The um, good and then take the bad and- No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying specifically Huck's- um, uh, in in this in in the instance of Huck Finn, which is a, it's more apropos to the Huck Finn episode that we did, um, you have to take into account his kind of um, understanding of the situation in general, as seeing Jim as a human being. No, is important. That's why the word is sort of important in that book. It it sort of hits you, hits you, hits you, and then it, in a weird way, it kind of talks about it. So it's the it, hook brings you back. 
suck it in, suck it in, suck it in if you're Rinten Tin or Anne Boleyn. Yeah. Make a desperate move or else you'll win. I'll just keep going, by the way. Fine. I don't have a harmonica. Let me get to see what you're doing to me. This MTV is not for free. It's so PC, it's killing me. So desperately I sing to thee of love. Put oh. your money for nothing and sure, your chicks for free? Sure, uh, but also rage pain nothing? and fear of self. Chicks for free. And I can't keep these feelings on the shelf. I've tried, but no, in fact, I've lied. We, we've can't got to move these. Be financial suicide, but I've got too much pride inside to hide or slide. TVs. I'll do as I decide and let it ride until it died. And only then shall I buy these tired cash little tunes of hip three-minute ditties. I want to bust all of your balloons. I want to I want to participate to the ground. I found that I will not mess around unless I pray, then hey, they, I will go on all day. And when I say I have a prayer to pray, that's really all this was. When, I feel I'm st- when I'm feeling stuck, I need a buck. I don't rely on luck because the... I'm a rough riders! Hook brings you back. 